And so they ask if they can take this land basically to graze their sheep on. And Hashem gets very triggered by this. He feels that this is a sort of repeat of what happened with the Muraglim, this idea that people, you know, see Eretz Yisrael, get close to Eretz Yisrael, and then turn their backs on it. So it says, Vayicharaf Hashem Bayomahu, Vayishavar Lemor. And Hashem gets very angry and he says, Im Yiruhan Ashim Haulimi Mitzrayim, Miben Asim Shanava Mala, Esha Adama, Shenishpati Lavram Nitzhakul Yaakov, Kilomil Uacharai. It reminds him of the people who came up and looked, the Maraglim who came and looked and the phrase that's used for their rejection of Eretz Yisrael is kilomilu acharai, because they didn't fill themselves after me. And the Nitziv is going to explain what that language means, kilomilu acharai. Bilti kalev ben yafune haknizi v'yoshua binun ki milu acharei Hashem. Except for kalev ben yafune and yoshua binun, they did... Milu Achare Hashem. And then Nitziv is going to be bothered by the fact that there's a change there. First of all, the opacity of that language. What does that mean? Kilo Milu Acharai. They did not fill up after me. They did not come after me. But then in this, so, so Hashem says, this reminds me of everybody's going to say that this is just like the Miraglim, Ash Kilo Milu Acharai, except for Kalibanifun and Yeshua Benun, Ki Milu Achare Hashem. But they were mil'u acharei Hashem. Why does it change from the bad miraglim, ki lo mil'u acharei, to the good miraglim, ki mil'u acharei Hashem? It goes into the third person. It's going to try to explain that. So on ki lo mil'u acharei, ubemikra hasamuch kisiv belashon achar ki mil'u acharei Hashem. In the next pasuk, it says... Achar kimilu acharei Hashem velo acharei. It changes from kilo milu acharei to kimilu acharei Hashem. Why does that language change? Ubishneh tuvim alalu ksiv milu bli dagesh belamed. It says the word milu without a dagesh in the lamed velo kain bebarashas shlach. So the first time this phrasing comes up is actually when Hashem is praising Kalev ben Yafuna right after the story of the Miraglim in Parshas Shlach. And it says, My servant Kalev, there was a different spirit within him, the same language. He was filled to follow after me. And because he had this therefore he's going to inherit. And so in, in, in Shlach, Rashi translates as he filled his heart in following me. That was that's Rashi's translation there. Then it sip goes in a slightly different direction. This is back in Shlach. He says, he went beyond what the rest of the Miraglim did. He went to Chevron, which was known to be a dangerous place. To show how correct his heart was, how full of certainty 
that Hashem was going to protect him. That's how the Nitziv translates, He was filled with certainty that I am with him to follow in my footsteps, that my Hashkacha, Pratis, is going to protect him. But there, the Lamed of Vayimale has a dagation in it, back in Shlach, whereas here it does not. So what does that mean? We know that there's nothing that's empty in the Torah or not meaningful. The first thing we have to do is explain what this means, the milui achar Hashem. In Bereshis, Yaakov is giving a blessing to Yosef. And the blessing goes like this. Ha'elokim asher hitalchu avosai lefanav. The Lord who my fathers walked before him. Avraham v'yitzchak. Ha'elokim haro'eh osi me'odi ad That God who has shepherded me until this day. And then the Pasuk right after that is the Hamalach that we all know. Hamalach ha'goel osi mi'korai v'arech arim. This is a blessing that Yaakov is giving to Yosef. But the language is very difficult because the language is Ha'elokim asher hisalchu avosai lifanav. So the God that my fathers walked themselves before him, meaning they were walking before Hashem. You would think it should say Ha'elokim asher hitalchu avosai me'achorav, right? The Lord that my fathers, my forefathers, my ancestors followed. What, why are we going before Hashem? We go after Hashem. We follow Hashem's direction. We don't precede Hashem. We proceed Hashem. So the language is very difficult. Ha'elokim asher hishalchu avosai lifanav. The God that my fathers walked in front of. So... Uh, the Medrash Rabbah comes to explain this, this curious language of us walking ahead of Hashem. There's actually a debate between uh, Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. One of them said, it is like a prince who is walking and the elders walk before him. Vichadamar, and the other one said, it's like a shepherd who is walking and the sheep go ahead of him, right? The shepherd follows the sheep. He doesn't go ahead of the sheep. So those are the two interpretations on why this image of B'nai Yisrael going ahead of Hashem. Rav Yochanan says that it is like a shepherd whose sheep go ahead of him. He Who's leaves that? from behind. The and Reish Lakish says that it is like a prince or a lord who the elders walk ahead of him. The one who says that it is like a prince where the elders are going ahead of them, he needs our kavod. He needs us to be mechabed him. But the one who says that it is like a shepherd... In that case, we have to give him kavod. It's a question of who needs the kavod. Do we need to be giving it or does he need to be getting it? When the elders go ahead of the prince, they are showing the elder respect. When the sheep go ahead of the of the shepherd, 
they rely on him. They rely on the kavod of the shepherd to protect them. So per Reish Lakish, where our relationship to Hashem is like, we are the elders at walking ahead of him and he is the prince walking behind us. It is to publicize his greatness and to fill the land with the respect that he deserves. The elders walk ahead of the prince to make way for the prince so that you know the prince is coming because you see all these important elders coming ahead of him. And that is the way that they fill the world with the respect people need to have for the prince walking behind them. When the elders walk ahead of the prince, everybody knows that he is the one who has, you know, who, who lords over them. He is the Nasi Alehem. But the one who says that it's like the, the sheep going ahead of the shepherd, it is about the Hashkacha Pratis in Parnasa, that he is walking over them, behind them to protect them. Right? It's a very different understanding of that relationship between Hashem and B'nai Yisrael. And this is so interesting because he brings up this asher right? The, the ones where, where the, the fathers are walking ahead of Hashem in the context of this pasuk of trying to explain they didn't do this act of filling themselves up with me, behind me, following me. And then it sort of explains this in a really beautiful way. Our pasuk here, the order is reversed. The understanding is that the what Kalev ben Yafun and Yehoshua ben Nu did right was they were filled up with Hashem by following Hashem. It's the exact opposite. What does that mean? So the Nitziv says, Every different generation and place and country has its minhag of whether the elders walk ahead of the prince or the prince walks ahead of the elders. We know from Hilchos Derech Eretz how important it is to follow the rule of the land in terms of giving kavo to people who deserve it. We know that, for example, um, in Maseches Derech Eretz, it says the Nasi, the prince, goes out first, goes into the base Midrash first, and leaves first, meaning he's at the front, and everybody has to be behind him. Okay. 
וכהיום ידוע, הדרך ארץ לעולם הנשיא ראשון. ונצב says from where he's sitting today in our world, we know of course, always the prince has to go first. וכך היה המנהג בימי חז"ל, and that was the minhag in the days of חז"ל, כדאיסא בירושלמי שבס פרק יבס, איילין קדמי ונפגין קדמי. He goes in first and he leaves first. וכן בזה בימי יעקב אבינו, היה דרך הכבוד שהזקנים הולכים לפני הנשיא. But in the days of Yaakov Avinu, when he gave this blessing to Yosef and said, Halokim asher hisalchu avosai lefanav, Yaakov was following in the minhag of when he was alive. Ubimei Moshe Rabbeinu hayala hafech. But by Moshe Rabbeinu, the minhag had already flipped into the opposite, kimivur beparshas korach vayelchu acharav ziknei Israel. That by, by the time of Moshe's time, the Zakanim were following behind Moshe. It's such an amazing way of understanding such a little, just a preposition, like acharav or lefanav, and the, and the Nitziv has this whole um, sociological, anthropological explanation for the relationship between the respect for the Zakanim and the respect for the Nasi. And of course, when you're thinking about Hashkacha Pratis, it's Shayach to say that you're going after Hashem, behind Hashem. We know that the Anan, which represented Hashkacha Pratis, went before the camp. And this also will help us understand the difference in the Psukim. The one where it says Kimilu Acharei Hashem versus Kimilu Acharei. Dechet Oso Hador Haya Gadol Ba'asher Lo Ratzu Lahaloch Acharei Hashgachato Beprata Milchama. They only wanted Hashem's Hashgacha when it came to fighting wars. Kamosha Pirashnu Parashas Shlach Yedalad Vav. Demishum Hachi Bikshu Ligrom Ba'avanim Ez Yoshua Vekale Va'alzeh Mitparesh Kilo Milu Acharei. They didn't want that relationship of Hashkacha Pratis. It was too much for them to bear. And back in Shlach, the Nitziv has, I can't believe I skipped this when we were doing Shlach, but when you look at the Pasuk where he's explaining how Yoshua ben Nun and Kalev ben Yafuna stood up and the way that they spoke to address the complaints of the Miraglim, it says, Vayamru el kol adas b'nei Yisraeli, mor ha'aretz asher avarnu balatur osa, tova ha'aretz me'od me'od. The land is very, very good. And then it Siv says on this, lo ba'u l'shabeach ha'aretz kama hi zvat chalavudvash. They didn't come to say how much it was in Eretz zvat chalavudvash. Shaharei ra'u be'inehem, like that was clear in their eyes. All of the Muraglim said, right? Though even the Muraglim who said that we can't do it, they all said Eretz Zvat Chalavudvashi. They never lied about its qualities at that level. So they really didn't even need to say it was good at all. They just needed to say, look, Hashem promised this does. He knows we're capable of doing it. We are capable. Don't be afraid. We're going to do this. Everything else that's in between, it looks mutar. It looks extra. Ella, he'elu ki eretz tova kamoha eno ba'olam kla. What they meant to say was there is no land this good in the entire world. 
but they didn't mean that in a physical way. There's many beautiful lands in the world. From a purely physical point of view, there are plenty of lands that are just as beautiful and maybe even more. There is no good without the knowledge that something is good. And this is really, really deep. There has to be something bad to make it possible to see the good. There is an essential thread of badness that, that has to be there. For us to understand that something is good, it good is invisible without something to compare it to. If everything is always good, you have no ability to see it because you don't have anything to compare it to. It's just so unbelievably deep. Al Kendar Shuchazal, this really blew my mind. I mean, I've never heard this before, but Al Kendar Shuchazal, Al Hadichsiv. Vayar Elohim es kol asher asa v'hinei tov me'od. In the creation, Vayar Elohim es kol asher asa v'hinei tov me'od. When it says, Hashem saw everything he had created and it was tov me'od. Me'od ze malach hamaves. The me'od is the angel of death. Have you ever heard of anything so deep? Me'od is the angel of death. The tov me'od. The thing that makes life beautiful and amazing and good and very, very good, me'od me'od is death. There's nothing without that. It's this essential component to the good, to the good life, to the to the beauty, to everything. Tov me'od is malach hamaves. Be'od harbe what they mean by that is, de'yesh ba'olam kama ra'os be'etzem. There are in this world certain things that are essentially bad. Avalhema mosifim shevach betova. But they add beauty and greatness, shevach, praiseworthiness, mitzad shemargishim batov, because they make it possible to feel the good. Without bad, you cannot truly feel the good. They protect us from becoming, I don't know how exactly you would translate that, um, not appreciating it, to being, to getting used to it and becoming ugly and are just getting used to good and expecting the good and even kicking it and even not appreciating it for what it is. When the Miraglim said, Listen, we can't handle this level of hashgacha pratis because, of course, that's what it means to be in Eretz Yisrael, that there's this hashgacha pratis. When they said what they were saying was, yeah, there's bad things in it. That's what they were. They were agreeing with the other miraglim. Yes, it's hard. Yes, there's death. 
But what they meant was that was that's the hashkacha. That is the proof that he's there with us. That the good that's there doesn't make you sin. The hashkacha is there to punish you when you are bad, when you go off. Because that is an essential part of its beauty and of its good. The bad that is there is always deserved. It is always, from a spiritual point of view, something we have to go through to get back to the good. Just an unbelievably beautiful nitziv. And so to bring it back to our parsha and matos, so he says, They didn't want to follow into this land where the hashkacha is so intense. They wanted to stone Yoshua the Kalev. That's what it means, kilo mil'u acharai. Lo mil'u kavanas viratzon Hashem. Lahaloch achar hashgachato. They didn't, they couldn't fill themselves up with the desire to follow after Hashem, which means to live and bask in the presence of his hashgacha. Lahefech kalev Yoshua, and it was the opposite of kalev in Yoshua. Not only did they want to go after Hashem, the reason it's in the third person instead of, you know, they didn't want to be to follow after me, but Kalev and Yoshua followed after Hashem. He says it's in their language. It goes into the third person because he's quoting Kalev and Yoshua. It goes into a quote that they were going around being mefar same Hashem, being mefar same nahashgacha, ki milu Hashem. He goes into the third person because he's quoting Yoshua and Kalev that they are going there. They told the multitudes and the masses, follow Hashem. Follow Hashem. The ki tov hu It will be good for you. Kamosha amrusham tovaha aretz meod meod. The way that they said the land is good. It is very good. It will be good for you to follow after Hashem and to live with that hashkacha. Not because there will be no bad. There will be bad. But that bad is the flip side of the good. It will be hashkacha. It will be earned. And through that, every bad thing that happens, when the Malach HaMavis comes, you know that that is, the, that is an essential component of joy. Without the Malach HaMavis, there's no joy. Without the bad, there's no good. There's no hargasha for the good. There's no ability to appreciate it. And that's the, the role of Kalev um, and Yoshua here in this, in this parsha. Um, anyway, I know that we, our family has had a lot of loss this year, a lot of 
meetings with the Malacham Aves and um, this the Tziv shares, you know, Le'iloi Nishma Safta. And of course, I'm always thinking about my grandfather and their Neshama should be Tzuros B'Tzvor HaChaim, as Auntie Miriam says. And we should learn to see those encounters with the Malacham Aves, those encounters with difficulty in our lives as the bad that is mamtik that gives us the ability to appreciate beauty and joy and life and praiseworthiness and everything in this world that Hashem gave us. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good week. Devarim next week. Exciting.